0: 49 is deep in the heart like Joe Montana in the corner deep Clark Gar rehe stiff far going 99 don't get it twisted one and all with five time John Teller, Jerry Rice down the sideline and indeed be greatest owner of alltime gro Wal Bill belly take what all students of bill watched' never
1: forget hi guys welcome back to another episode of the 49 Faithful UK show on tonight's show I'm joined by Naji Carra Gareth Ellis and Paul hope evening fellas good evening, good good evening hello jobs do You get the feeling that the season is going over far too quickly. <laughs> I mean, it won't be long before we're all whining about how long the off season is, and I'm not quite sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing at the moment. <laughs> and obviously, yeah, we yeah. will get into that, but
0: yeah, 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 it always does. It always feels like, especially, if we didn't have the whole excitement of pre season four terrible game to watch or not watch. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, I, th- I think that.
1: It does mode. feel as though the season's already being condensed just by those meaningless games where yeah. we all get excited when we're watching these fringe players all trying to win a place on the the roster. Uh, and now we find ourselves week 10 into the season. Yeah. And it's, well, it's in just incredible. Place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so last night um, we played the Saints. Obviously, we lost. But I've got to say, in my opinion, the Saints didn't beat us. We beat ourselves. Because even with the team that we had out, second, third, fourth stringers, practice squad players, we we still, we were in the game, all game. And we only have ourselves to blame that we didn't win it, or we didn't keep it competitive all the way to the very end, because of stupid mistakes that we've made. And that's annoying. And a more annoying thing for me is the officiating, and I'm sure it's going to be the the same with yourselves. But a question for you: What is it about the New Orleans Saints, the Dome, and roughing the passer calls when <laughs> we there? Because yeah, was... I am. I am still absolutely seething about yeah. that call. In fact, mm. to be honest, I'm still seething about the roughing the passer call on. I met Brooks in 2013, so this yeah. one's going to live with us for the next seven years.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a it's an update one. It's roughing the passer 2.0. Um, yeah, what a horrible call! The, the The Brooks one and the Street one is just I I don't even know what they saw or thought they saw or because the flag came super late as well, which I can only imagine they threw it because. Drew Brees must have screamed in pain because it seemed to have kind of hurt himself quite badly on it on that play.
1: So he's actually going to miss some game time.
0: Yeah, yeah, he will. He, he's probably got a couple of broken ribs and he's got a back problem as well. It looks like. So well,
1: I mean, that's not surprising. What What is he like? Eighty nine year old.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and it was a good hit. I, th- that, that's why I'm really really annoyed with this one, and I've not heard many people talk about it, but. It took the life out of us um okay. basically handed them a touchdown um to put them back 10 10. um so it would have been you know 10 6 we would have still been in front um at that point at this score, and maybe who knows right we it's early in the second quarter and or in the middle of the second quarter or something like that and you know, the, if what what if we drive downfield again in seven minutes like we did on the first drive and, and you know, put 17 to six at the half or something? Like, the game is completely different. And it's the second week in a, in a row now that we the ref decided to make it harder for us, basically, by saying, look, this season is not hard enough. Uh, 49ers fan, 49ers team, you, you've got far too many good players left here um, to try and play with, touchdown deficit and like the saints having to drive 20 yards twice to uh to score touchdown it's just it's infuriating because because of where we are and how the game started we were playing really well you said it before we started recording i thought you know we were in it despite having nick mullins and i'm sure we're going to talk about him and his performance as a whole and you know jed mckinnon not being able to run anywhere and and we were in it We, we were playing quite well. Brandon Ayuk has had a really good game. The defense was on fire. Um, you know, Warner was flying. Veret was very good. Manuel Mosley was very good. Um, and, and then this happens and it's just like, well, pff, what, what do we have to do to win some games now? It's, it's, it's too hard, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you set it's a good tackle. It wasn't a good, a tackle. Great, it, good it, tackle. It was a technically perfect tackle. Yeah, for how it. they want defenders to tackle the quarterback now. He did everything that has ever been asked of a defender since they brought in these more stringent rules about tackling the quarterback. And we still get a flag. And that's mm-hmm. the most demoralising thing.
2: It was just such a momentum changer, wasn't it? Watching at home, yeah. he hit him. And I was off my feet. My partner was like, what are you doing? I was like, what a hit? That is what we needed. And I sat back down and you see the flag. And as a 49er fan, you think, this is on us. This flag's yeah. coming on us. And you watch the slow motion replay and again. Been watching Good Morning Football today. They they were just as stunned as we are. Like you said, Lee, oh, okay. he did everything that was asked. He hit him. He rolled over like as in you know he didn't put his weight on him. It was technically brilliant, and it was just like you said, Nadji, a momentum shifter. You keep them the three there. We're still in the, in the lead, and oh, I'm like you, Lee. It's gonna. It really really angered me that that yeah. flag
1: it actually makes you feel physically sick when that flag yeah. went in. That's how
2: bad yeah. it was. We try not to, we, we've said it before, haven't we, Nadji, this year, we, we try not to focus on, on the flags and every team could argue, but that one was just such a, a, a shift in, and what's he supposed to do after that? And it Yeah, just... yeah. Uh,
0: well, you know, what I, what I always say is I will never blame the refs for losing the game because they don't, right? The, the, that one player didn't lose the whole game. We could... We could have had the chance to make other plays after that and stop them or, or whatever. So they don't lose the game. They, as I said, they just made it harder. And as if our life wasn't hard enough as it is, with, you know, with backups and, and whatever. That's, that's, what, that's what annoyed me the most is the power that the refs have of just shifting the momentum of a game. Because having a sack like this on defense and, you know, such a dominant, beautiful tackle that basically takes the life out of the offense hold them to a, another field goal so they haven't done anything the entire half versus another setter down for free with 15 yards on top of it and and obviously a touchdown after that i mean yeah we could have stopped them and still the harder field goal but it's just not the same mentally isn't it the defense just deflated after that because you think we've worked so hard we've you know We've basically made them look worse than the jets and it's this is the saints we're talking about um and it's just been erased as, as just some trigger happy flag that just come and it's not even a discussion to pick it up or, or anything and it's just yeah infuriating and it's just demoralizing um like if you're winning and if you've got a good team and all your players are there and you're like oh whatever we'll get them next time but, you know, when, when you have to face such adversity as all the injuries, and, and we've got some more, which, because it doesn't stop, and the COVID last week, and, you know, it just before the bye. So the players are tired. They've played, you know, that's their 10th tenth, tenth game in a row. Uh, just down top of it, it's just like, you know what, uh, can't be bothered with this. It's... Taking the mickey here this time. Um, I think uh, that's what, imagine that's what we feel. Imagine what, you know, Fred Warner and company feel on the field. It's just, yeah. Loads like, of swear words are coming. <laughs> 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 two minds.
2: <laughs> like the def, like you said, Nadja, the defense put us in position to win last night. We couldn't ask for any more. Lee said at the start before we recorded, was it 237 total yards, Lee? Yeah, we kept 237 the same yards. Two last night. 123 um, through the air. <laughs> Yeah. The scheming from Salah, the play, and like you said, Naji, it just, that flag came in and we were all sad at home. And to be honest, I do believe as a fan base, especially the UK 49ers, we've tried not to go on about the flags too much. Mm-hmm. Everything that's happened to us this season, the injuries, the missed plays, and then that one, <laughs> the first drive last night, I thought, it's going to be a three and out this at the start. Come on, typical 49ers. And it couldn't have been scripted any better 75-yard drive down the field, seven minutes off the clock. Ayuk touched down. Sat at home thinking, my prediction's going to come in here. <laughs> We're going to win this forty-eight forty-six. Like, it was just a perfect start and it was just such a frustrating game last night because, like you said, Lee, we could have won that game last night. We made a very good Saints team look very average without the majority yeah. of our starters.
1: Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, that that... That's probably the most positive thing about the game last night. The fact that we did make a team like the Saints look average. And, and we did hold them. And it wasn't look either. You, you could see some of the adjustments that they'd made on defence before the game had even started. And I I'm, I'm talking about the personnel that they put out on the field. They had both mm-hmm. Tavarius Moore and Jimmy Ward playing together at the same time. And those are two basically two free safeties. And that's kind of how the, the they set the deck out. To put a bit more speed in the defense to basically neutralize the passing attack from Breeze.
2: Like right, we said in the preview show, didn't we? We needed mistake-free football last night. And yep. let's face it, the elephant in the room is we know it wasn't mistake-free football last night. Don't Very know rookie. which ones to go first. I mean, we've talked Lee, about the game day thread with my use of a certain gah when things go wrong. All we hear is- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All I can say is that is very appropriate when talking about our special teams. I mean, uh Gareth, what, what did you make of the, the muffed punts and the special teams last night?
3: It's uh yeah, it's uh, it's nice to see special teams have uh, have joined in the season. We haven't really talked about them yet, have we? So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's lack of concentration, lack of confidence. I think um, uh, and and these things happen. And they just show special teams are important in tight games because they without those those uh, a couple of muffed punts, it would have been a much tighter game. I think I think you've covered it all very well with the uh the refereeing decisions and the fact that the defence was able to keep us in the game um a lot longer, really giving our offence chance to score, even though uh, you know it was seemed reluctant to take that uh, opportunities given to it. But it was it was like last year. You could see that the the, the defence was was keeping us in games all the way through to, to the fourth quarter. But um yeah, I I don't think you can account for those kind of uh um muff punt errors really it's it's lack of concentration or or it's difficult to say lack lack of preparation because uh, you know you kind of only really got the one job to do on special teams so I don't know I can't account for it other than it's it's us and it's 2020 and it's not surprised me at all so but yeah uh, swung the game certainly uh, uh, against against us those couple of instances which was just was a shame because we'd uh, we'd made a couple of special teams uh, plays ourselves so, that's
1: right. So, I was just about to say, do you not think they were just kind of a little bit too excited because they made those plays?
3: <laughs> Possibly.
2: <laughs> I never thought it that... like that before, Lee, like, about them getting too excited. Sorry, Nigel, you're right. I mean, we had they did at first, didn't they? And I was thinking, yes, but... Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah, it's, it's weird because they fumbled two, we fumbled two, um, but they recovered three and we recovered one, right? So, it's just... <laughs> Yeah, I think the first one is just more unlucky than anything. You know, the guys are covering. Uh, they don't know where the ball is. And, yeah, Trent Taylor should have shouted, get away, you know, just. But it it's difficult, right? It's just that one happens. um, And it's kind of more unfortunate than a bad play. The Richie James one, I'm really not happy about. Um, That's just... It just shouldn't happen. You're a professional NFL player. Your job is to catch a ball. You're a wide receiver as well. It's just the game's on the line. You know, it, we're down 10 at that point and there's a lot of time on the clock left. It just can't It just can't happen, uh, plain and simple. Um, unfortunately, it does. But, it, it, I mean, yeah, it does happen, but it, it's just one of those that just shouldn't. Um, and it's such a shame because Richie Jim was... Had a re- great game last week. Had a couple of really good plays this week as well. Uh, a couple of like third down conversion, key third down conversion, and then this happened. It's just I think it's just like uh, it shows you why some people are backups and some people are starters and why some people are on special team and why some on some aren't. Um, because those kind of people do these kind of things, um, and I think it puts things in perspective as to. Personal wise, what we need to do to get better, um, to me, you've got to eliminate things that like this, like, mental errors, just cannot happen. Um, whatever happens, multiple times, or you know, it it just shouldn't. Um, the NFL is too tired of a game to allow things like this. Um, but you know, you're allowed one, um, I guess. But uh, that's it. It's just again, we seem to turn the ball over at the worst time every time. It's never, all our interception, all our fumbles, anything, when we turn the ball over, it's always critical.
2: Yeah, I it all, think... It, I it think always like, hurts us bad, always. Like you said, Naji. I mean, the, the point with the two players by special teams, it put them in position, was it like two players that only needed 43 yards to put 14 yeah. points on us? Like you said, at the worst possible time when... What we've said all season, what we want the 49ers to do is remain competitive. Heading into yeah. this game, I know we all let our hearts rule our heads. Well, me, you, and Gareth did. Lee obviously <laughs> went the other way with his prediction. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not proud of that. I'm not. <laughs> no, but I mean, I sat down ahead of last night's game and I thought, as long as we're competitive, you know, I can take a defeat. I can take us playing well and getting beat. By, by the and, team, yeah. Uh, uh, you know. and, and like you've said before, that you know, the NFL. Look at last night. Who would have thought the Patriots would have beat the Ravens? Yeah. Who would have thought the Jags were going to push the Packers as close? And It's why we sit down every Sunday yeah. and watch this sport that we love. And, and you've said it numerous times, Lee. We're lucky to have of football in the UK. Yeah. And yeah. we've got a good group. We've got a good fan base. The positivity, even this, today, preparing for this podcast, I'm thinking we have got a good football team. Mm. Kyle Shanahan. I'm glad he's ours. Robert Salah. Yeah. Maybe we keep him another season. I don't know how you guys feel. Maybe the talk of him be getting a head coaching gig slowly going away with every week. When you know what was that our third loss in a row? <laughs> I'm not putting any of this on the defense or Robert Sala, but I'm glad there was. We've got the pieces coming back. I'm I'm positive. I'm trying to remain positive anyway. I'm not sure where you guys are at at the moment.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to keep the positivity until Friday, a special show. The year, the mini state of the franchise. Yeah, by the Brits that don't know anything, by by the <laughs> Brits and our our, our French share uh, friend. <laughs> so
0: I'm 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 saying positive just because I look around the league and I see much worse team than than we have. Um, you look at the NFC East. Uh, or the NFC least, as people call it. <laughs> no, um, <I'm> <laughs> it's a good one. It's not from me. But yeah, uh, it's just, you know, when you look at teams like, you know, the Jaguars and the Broncos and, you know, the Chargers can't win a game even though they've got a good team and they've got far bigger problems than we do. We just have injuries and bad luck this year. Um, and look at our division. Everybody's six and three except us. It's It's, it's not easy to play against these guys and. who knows if we win against against them the next three games we might still be in it so yeah you stay positive it's just football at the end of the day um the only thing i'm gusting about watching this game is i didn't watch the bills cardinals game which sounded amazing um so i'm gonna have to watch that later but yeah i mean let's let's talk about i think we need to talk about nick mullins because well he's the qb so that's what we do here I thought, I said in a preview that we saw Nick Mullen stealing and I'm more confident about that now. I think I think this is it. It's just going to sling it and happens what happens, basically. It's a pick, it's a catch, whatever. It just slings it and, and, and that's it. Uh, what do you guys think? What do you think, Lee? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that That was pretty much my my reaction to everything he'd done from, I think it was about yeah. three, four minutes into the second quarter. <laughs> so the, the first quarter, he he was okay. And then it quickly went downhill. Um, I think Ali Reid mentioned it in a post in the group today. He just doesn't seem to be able to play from behind. If he's behind, that's it. That He's just completely shot. His confidence has gone. You it can see he's very, throw, very isn't? nervous. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that affects him. And I think you're right. We, we probably have seen the the ceiling for Mullins and it explains why he went undrafted. Yeah. As far as going ahead for the rest of the season, to be honest, I would still play Mullins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think he is the better quarterback out of him and Bethard. Um, obviously, they brought Bethard in for that that one player because he's got a, long, uh, a bigger throw and he's this still question. underthrew
0: it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like you just feel <laughs> as though you want to bang
1: your head against the wall when you see that yeah, type of thing, yeah, yeah. and it kind of telegraphed what we we're going to do. Yeah, so, it's, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, let's the, not talk about that play. That's more yeah. you know, racing because it's wide open. He just has to so, put it out there. The, the, yeah. the
1: first, the, the first interception. What was he looking at? What What was he seeing? Because there was nobody other than the Saints defender there.
0: Well, I think Ayuk is coming on the on the slant behind or the or the, the shadow post behind. He just never seen Jen, Jenkins underneath. Um, but yeah, how I did not see him, I don't understand because he was in his vision the whole time. Yeah, yeah. My problem, my biggest problem, and um, was the fact that he just he doesn't read defenses like that. Gardner Johnson just had a day with him, just blitzing off the edge, and he didn't even see him coming once, even though he blitzed like six times in a row or whatever this it was ridiculous like the announcers kept telling you know like he's coming and he gets there with a, you know when people are blitzing like this good qbs make you pay that you throw into the blitz you throw the guy that's behind him and it's easy and that slows it down and he just never ever saw it coming never recognized it never adjusted his protection yeah i he's not a he, I don't think he's a starter, which is a shame because we could have traded him and get some value. After you know the stocky pool in 2018, I just don't think I, I don't think he's got it anymore. Um, what you What did you think, of uh, The offense no. in general?
2: Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Mullins was worse and inconsistent. A bit of context, though. Last night, at the first quarter, I had a, my group of friends were watching on Red Zone, and they were texting me saying, "By this, Mullins looks all right." He's moving the ball, you know, you you're winning. And I thought they're clearly watching on red zone. They're not watching like you said there Like What what was he seeing for that interception? Yeah. And you touched on it earlier, Nadji. They're just killer interceptions. It just mm. it was definitely a forgettable day for him. Um, I mean, we joked on we wanted him to have a better game than Brady. I did against <laughs> the Saints. I'm not quite sure whether he he hit that. Or or no. um, I mean, he was only intercepted twice Where Brady was three times and At least he got the touchdown in But I was reserving judgment Because of, like what Lee said earlier We hadn't seen much of Mullins And we wanted to see his ceiling And I think we have seen it I would stick with him personally I think between now and the end of the season We've got nothing to lose Let's just take some risks But let's try and air the ball out Let's try and get some people in Who maybe wouldn't have got a chance Because we do need to build to next season I'm not buying this. We need to lose every game to get a higher draft pick. I mean, I'm I'm not sure where you guys sit and we definitely no, have to beat no. the Cowboys. No, we definitely yeah. have to beat Washington. And as long as we remain competitive in our NFC West division games, you know, as long as we give the Cardinals a game, we push the Seahawks, we try and get the win against the Rams. But that, for me, is where my expectations are this season. Jet McKinnon, though. I'm starting yeah. to lose a bit of patience, unfortunately, fellas. Yeah. Yeah, you're oh. not the
1: only one. I, I thought he was pretty ineffective last night. Um, I didn't think the, the player calling helped him. Um, he, was, he was basically being put in a position where he was never going to be able to get a run. We were playing against a very, very good run defense. Yeah. And when we went for it on uh, fourth and one, when the run clearly wasn't working, that, that was a huge mistake. And I think everybody yeah. kind of looked directly at McKinnon for that failing rather than actually looking at Shanahan and thinking, well, why are you going for a run there? The run is definitely not working. You could have easily gotten a a short pass and getting one yard.
2: Yeah, it seems strange, especially when we punted at 4th and 1 earlier. I personally would have switched them round. I'd have gone for the first 4th and 1 and then punted that one. Because like you said, Lee, it was telegraphed. Give it to McKinnon. He was just going to get stuffed in the box. We all wanted Jet to be what he was at the Vikings. And obviously with the injuries and he's come back and he's shown a few glimpses, but for me, just to suit. I mean, apart from that one run where he was nine yards, I don't think he got more than a couple of yards at a point. And it was as if Shanahan was trying to force yeah. the game through him. You know, come on, Jet, you can do this. He's another goal. He's another goal, and it just was frustrating. Sad at home watching. And like you said, Lee, as a play caller, Shanahan has grown this year, and. I don't want to put it on Shanahan. I think this show's well documented. We love Kyle. We love our coach and staff. You know, this isn't the Chip Kelly, Tom Sula days. And I'm sure if we let go of Shanahan, there'd be 31 other teams on the phone to win very quickly. But where do you think we go? Do you think you need to bring someone in? Do you think he needs to, you know... Do you remember when McVay came in at the Rams and he had you know, people around him, do we need to go down that route or are we quite happy with him calling the players and being the head coach?
1: Overall, I think, well, speaking personally here, yeah, overall I'm quite happy with the way he calls the players but every now and again he just drops the ball and makes a call where you think, well, that was clearly never going to work or that the odds were stacked against that working. Like I said, that, that fourth down, the fact that they kept on stuffing us at the line of scrimmage and behind the line of scrimmage, whenever we tried to run the ball, it was, it was just a mistake to even attempt to run the ball there. If you were going to go for it on fourth and one, we, we've built this team that gets yards after the catch.
2: <laughs> Why don't he utilise that? Yeah, especially mm. the way Ayuk was played last night. He yeah. was a massive bright spark for me last night.
1: Yeah, a quick pass, a, a slant or an out, and... We'd have had that one yard,
2: but we ran even, into their strengths. Even a jet sweep or something where, like you said, put the ball in Ayuk's hand and run it around, but it was just so obvious that where Jet was going to go. Um, the, and again, I've seen some murmurings on Twitter today about the offensive line. I don't think they were that bad last night. I think Trent Williams had a brilliant game last night. Um, I don't think anything came from that side, but I don't know. I'm just. I think sometimes you should stay off Twitter after a fight is defeat. Yeah.
1: I think the problem with the offensive line is we missed now starting center.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's some yeah, it's a massive loss. Yeah. It, it, that was his second game ever as a center against a very 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 good defensive line. Um I can't you can't fault the the o line to play the way they did. It's just me worrying that we can't run the ball because that's what we're about, right? But yeah, um i'm not i'm not done on jet yet because being away for two years will take time to get back to game speed and he hasn't played that much you know if you if he had been starting every week um i think week 10 would have been you know like okay now maybe you need to start showing us something but you know most of it was in common was in and you know he, he hasn't played actually that much so um I, I think this this whole season for him is a get right back season kind of thing. Um as long as he's showing improvement from now on, I, I won't be too too sad. But most starts coming back. I think Coleman will be back um after the bye. So I don't know if he's gonna have that many opportunity. Um but yeah, it was disappointing, you know, one point eight yard average for carry is it's not what we do. Um and then when you've got Mullins uh, in, in the pocket, you can't just rely on the pass, unfortunately. And that's Yeah, I don't like the fourth and one call. It's the same that we did against Philly, uh, which didn't work. And then we try again here. It doesn't work. It, again, to me, I go back to get rid of what doesn't work. You know, that fourth and one against Philly didn't work. It should have been scrapped of the playbook for the rest of the season. Um, you know, it's too obvious. It's too... It's, it's it puts you in a too bad position if it doesn't work right it's it's a killer if you throw a pass and you drop it it's just like well you know at least we had it it was there or if they defended really well on the pass um you know it's like all right okay they defended it really well uh, but this is just like it's a killer for the offense not being able to pick up a yard on the run and it, it, it puts you in a hole mentally um as for kyle i i still think he needs a guardian angel or somebody over a shoulder to just analyze the game as a whole rather than just an offensive coordinator part of the thing um because you, you probably call a different game if you know your defense is you know not having a good time or their confidence is down a bit and you need to stretch the you know you need to keep your offense on the field a little bit longer or if you if you need to score points in a hurry, or if you, you know, or if your special team isn't playing well, and they didn't, you know, like I think the the big return that they had was kind of an omen of to what was going to happen later in the game. So, yeah, I still think, you know, more brain, more brain power when it comes to the amount of data football brings. at You it can't be a bad thing. So I, I I'll still, even if he has the best season as a coach, I'll still call for. For somebody to to be there and see the the game as a whole, rather than just what he does. Um, what do you what do you think, Gareth, uh, overall on offense, and then we can we can talk defense maybe.
2: Yeah,
3: I think you've you've covered everything I was going to say there. I think um yeah, I, I would like to see Kyle have somebody else on the offensive side of the ball, um just to give him an option, someone who might look at the game a little bit differently, Somebody who might be able to say, well, have you thought of it this way? Have you thought of this play? Um, you know all the greatest coaches in in the in the league still have an offensive and a defensive coordinator, other people there to give them um you know different opinions different views um and and yeah, I've said it before it seems odd that the Kyle seems to think he doesn't need something that bill belichick and mike tomlin and and Pete Cowell and all these others always seem to have. An offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator, because it's Austin it's a, Payton, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a different different view. Um, I think, uh, I mean, McKinnon wasn't really brought in to be a sort of first down, a uh, you know, a, a heavy duty running back. So uh, I think he's been asked to do a job that he wasn't necessarily sort of brought in to do. Um, so it is possibly being a bit uh, sort of harsh, harsh on him. I think it's just our, our run game entirely is is is. Just misfiring, partly due to the to the, obviously the lack of running backs, and partly due to to the O line. And I think part of that is the problems that we've seen with uh, with Mullins in the pass game. If you can't run the ball, it becomes a lot easier to defend against that pass. Um, yeah. and, I'm, I, and i I really versa, see, right? <laughs> yeah I really want to see what we do after this bye week. If we can get Mostert back, if we can get a running game back, that helps the pass game immeasurably. Um, and I, you know, I I don't know if we'd still had Jimmy, would he have done a lot better without this running game? Um, if we still don't have Mostert uh, and others uh, and the and the wide receivers, I I don't know how much of it is is Mullins and how much of it is just the the situation we're in on on offense. Um, but yeah, exciting times when Debo Debo and, and Ayuk are going to be a fantastic pair. You've got uh, you know Kittle and Reed when we can get them on the field together. Future's looking bright. We just need to tidy up a few things, and obviously, um, one way or the other, put the quarterback question to bed for next season. Um, but let's, yeah, let's see what we do this season. I don't think the season's gone, um, and uh, and performances like that against the Saints, even though it's it's a tough loss, uh, it wasn't as bad as certainly I didn't feel as bad as watching the games against the the Eagles or the Dolphins, where uh, you know that was. A better performance, I think, against the Saints. We're just limited in what we were able to do because of the personnel we've uh, we've got. But there, there's some bits on offense, as I said, Reed, Weed, Ayuk are looking good, uh, and I think if defensively we there, there was a lot there that we've been able to put together with a makeshift defence that hopefully might be getting some reinforcements. Um, and great to see pressure on the quarterback. Tough about Kentavia Street's lack of sack, particularly because it was going to be his first career sack.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> but we, we finally seem to be getting some some penetration. Um, and, and Javon Kinlaw really sort of started to step up. So um, hopefully you boys have got something else to um, to mention on the D-line or defence, which is going to cheer me up.
0: That's what I wanted to talk about Javon Kinlo. because I thought he made a, a massive step forward last night. Um, I think that was his best performance by far. Got a sack. That extending to bat down the screen pass was pretty special. Um, not easy to do. And I thought he had a really, really, really good game. He was close to... I think he could have had a couple more sack. I didn't be, you know, just a bit... As I, I think Sally said it last week. He's he's been a step or half a step behind and he'll he'll get there eventually. But we've been talking about how our D line has been lacking pressure and sacks in general. Um, Especially when you watch Thursday night football and you see Buckner all over the field Um, and and we're sorely missing him. But I think, I think Kinlo might turn out to be a better player than Buckner ever will. So if he carries on this trajectory, he's been taking. So I'm really happy for that. I thought, um, Kerry Hyder has been a gem for us. What a find. What a signing. Um he's been absolutely amazing so far this season. And it bodes well for the future. I think you're right. Um if we can have him in a rotation and have that kind of you know, he's already on five and a half sacks, six and a half maybe, I can't remember. Um so if we can have that kind of production as a you know, as a third kind of down back um D line, um it, it's pretty good, yeah. I think Warner had a really good game, really first good half, then I think step down. I think they just got tired and kind of got their legs taken under them when, you know, you have to defend short field after short field because of mistake. Uh, it's very difficult. Um, I'm still in awe of Jason Verrett's performance. Uh, Michael Thomas had, what, two catches for 28 yards or something like that, which is quite impressive. Um And we can talk about Jimmy Ward if you want to. You all know where I stand.
2: (laughs) No, we don't.
1: No, no, no. Uh, Where do you stand with Jimmy? You've never uh,
0: met him. I I, I feel like we're defending 10 against 11 when he's on the field. That's how how I feel. Um, I just, I really don't think he's a good player at all. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really hope we get rid of him as soon as the season's over and move on. I thought Tavares Moore and Marcel Harris, provided much more spark much more playmaking it's just yeah i'm i'm so done with him i've been for a while but every game is just reinforcing um what i think of him and if people don't believe me go and watch the big camera screen pass that he had for some like 50 yards or whatever and put the old 22 on game pass and and just watch jimmy Walt get taken down for a ride by by a tiny wide receiver it's just it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, um, apart from that, I think everybody, everybody else played really well. for thought Jamal, Jamal Taylor played extremely well as well um, in the absence of K1 Williams. Um, so yeah, I think you're right, Gareth. The future is bright. It's just um, we wish the future was now and uh, it just didn't happen this year.
3: I mean, we, we are getting to see what some of these, these guys are going to be like and, and looking at what roster are we going to have next year? Even, even though this yeah. season's not done, um, yeah. like I say is seeing people like Hyder, uh, um, my only concern is someone like Verette might price himself out of the, out of the 49ers with a, with a sort of level of performance he's putting in. Um, sure. yeah, I, I, next few games I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the and Sherman. Um, yeah, that'd be amazing. Particularly uh, going up against, uh, okay, let's see what they can do against the, uh, Uh, Cardinals air attack and and Goff and and Wilson and and what we're going to have to face in the division every every year going forward so let's see let's see what we can do I think you know I'm taking every game as they come I I haven't written the season off but I'm I'm looking to get necessarily not necessarily the wins but the some of the other stuff that we might be able to get this season uh, um, see who which guys we can keep on the O-line see who's stepping up from the practice squad um, and 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 just see, yeah, look, looking for the future because it's still it's still bright, even though there's there's low spots this season. Um, yeah. We've got a, a boring Sunday to look forward to with a uh, with no football, but then uh, you know we're we're into the downhill stretch of the season um, and into must win territory for the next games. So yeah, I think like you said, Nadji
2: earlier, uh, a couple of other podcasts, don't focus on the stat sheet. And with Kinlaw, he has started to come alive the last few weeks, but. Ironically, he showed up on the stat sheet this week, yeah. credited one and a half sacks, a QB hit, three stops. He was just such a disruptive force. He was throwing Lyman out of the way. He was forcing the Saints quarterback or running backs to alter the paths. And like you've said, Gareth, Ayuk and Kinlaw are doing exactly what we wanted at the time of the draft. You, you, some people are criticizing the the coaching staff. They were the two names that heading in the draft they wanted. They wanted Kinlaw yeah. and they wanted That's Ayuk. True. A lot of people thought we were crazy going as high as we would on Kinlaw. Some people thought you possibly wasn't as good as the other wide receivers in his class. But I tell you what, I'm glad we've got them two on our team. Yeah, yeah
1: they've been good picks. Yep, yeah, definitely. Okay, fellas, thanks for joining me on the Short Night.
0: Thank you.
3: Thank you. As, you're, as always. Good to chat football, even even when it's not a great not a great result. But there we are. We yeah. enjoy it while we can, because, yeah, week 10.
0: Um, week
1: 10. Seven to see. go. Yeah, not long to go at all. Thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show. We'll be back on Friday with a mini State of the Franchise show. So if you have any questions you'd like us to address, please let us know on the group page. I'll set up a post, so if you do have any questions, you can just add them to that post. And uh, I believe it'll be the same for people, myself, Najee, Paul and Gareth, who will go through those questions and um, basically talk about what's happened this season, where we go and what we can expect from the second half of the season. So we're looking forward to doing that show. OK, so if you haven't already done so, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcast when they are released. Also check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 er Faithful UK. Until Friday, stay safe and go
0: Niners. Go Niners. John Jerry down
2: sideline. Greatest all time all students of Bill don't forget.